I'm Bonnie. Welcome to Martha Martha. I am distracted by many things. Because I'm a mom, because I'm a human, uh, because I have weakness, I need my Lord to guide me and to calm me every day. So let's walk together. Good morning, ladies. Uh, okay, there's happy Sunday. There's so, so, so much to pray for right now. Um, uh, please be prayerful. Pray for my intentions and I'll pray for yours. Okay, so I'm reading you the bullet points of the chapters of my own book, um, Revolution of Mercy. And chapter four, uh, the title is Relationship and Transaction. And so I'm just going to read the, the bullet points off for you and uh, explain them a little bit. Um, when we're considering avoiding transactional dis- discipline as opposed to relational discipline, um, here are some things we would want to consider. Uh, discipline, the word discipline means to show or teach. Uh, it does not mean to be heavy-handed or, or meet out punishments. Uh, Bullet point two, rewards or consequences are an ineffective means of discipleship. When we're talking about discipleship to show or teach, rewards and consequences are uh, something that that become the cause of behavior, the the result of behavior, Um, but they are not a teaching tool. Okay, they're a reinforcement tool, um, not necessarily an effective one, uh, but they are not walking beside somebody and actually teaching them and showing them how to behave or what to do or how to learn something new. Um, Bullet point three, using a rewards and consequences system reduces the relationship to a contractual transaction. Most of us, when we have, you know, our first baby, are not thinking, gee, you know, I hope I can, I can reduce this relationship to something contractual. I hope that I will offer something and that person will accept or refuse that offer. And that is how I will operate with my children as a mother in the same way that we would never hope for that, desire that for marriage, um, you know, with our spouse that, okay, if I give you something, then I get something or vice versa. We would never hope that our relationships with the people that we love are contractual. Um, you know, what we would hope is that we would be in relationship and we would come to uh, decisions and um, agreement or disagreement through speaking to each other, through loving each other, through understanding each other. Um, A contractual relationship isn't a, um, a close relationship. That's the kind of relationship you would see in in uh, in a business relationship uh, you know you're making a deal we don't we don't want to make deals with our spouses or our children um we want our relationships to be relationship relational in the same way that our relationship with christ is relational not contractual um bullet point four transactional relationships so relationships based on if you perform you get x or if you disobey me or disappoint me, you'll you get X, whether that's a characteristic, it doesn't really matter. Um, it undermines human dignity. 
because it shouldn't be a trading of goods or a trading of services. Uh, and so we we innately, not that it's our intent, it's, it's rarely our intent to undermine someone's dignity, especially our own family. Uh, but that is what happens when a re- relationship gets reduced in that way. It happens that dignity is, is inherently undermined, okay? Uh, to, to love somebody is to say, what is it that you, what are your needs? Um, and how can we work together to meet those needs? What are my needs? How can we work together to make sure my needs are also being met? Um, you know, that's human to, to do so. That's respecting of mutual dignity. Bullet point five, discipleship, which means teaching and showing, instead of punishing or rewarding, is not permissive. It does not condone, excuse, or ignore unacceptable behavior. This is a really important point. People can think that uh, that talking something through or showing and teaching as opposed to punishing or rewarding is somehow uh, condoning unacceptable behavior, okay? Um, it, it isn't at all. When behavior is unacceptable, Sometimes we choose not to deal with it in the middle of the high emotions, right? Sometimes we choose to deal with those, with the problem itself outside of the emotions. You can't teach or show somebody something. You can't, you're not in a learning position when your emotions are really high, right? Your brain falls out. So therefore, um, sometimes we wait until after uh, and then we talk it through and we're calm and they're receptive. Um, you know, so that does not condone behavior in any way, but it may forestall the dealing with it um, until it's actually effective to deal with it, right? That's just common sense. That's just uh, good uh, human relationship practice, right? Um, so it does not condone unacceptable behavior. It forgives it and it moves on and it addresses the behavior when we're both calm and able to, to be um, in relationship in, in a positive way. Bullet point six, carrot and stick discipline's biggest pitfall is that children who are naturally compliant don't need external motivation and children who are naturally non-compliant don't care about external motivation. Um, this will become really clear. We all have, uh, you know, if you have a few kids, you're guaranteed some of them are going to be naturally compliant and some of them are going to be naturally non-compliant. Um, I posted something on Instagram today saying, you know, don't mistake uh, holiness for compliance. It's not the same thing. Um, I'm not a compliant person in general. Um, and I think that in terms of my spiritual life, that has played out really well for me. We don't want our children necessarily to be compliant people. We want them to be strong people. Um, we want them to be receptive to God and to us. Um, but compliance, just going along with whatever is, may not play out well in the spiritual life. Uh, it may not play out well because the um, seduction of the world is is everywhere you look. Um, and if you are a compliant person, you know, that may be, it may be more attractive to just go along with what everybody's saying. Uh, so we want to raise strong people. You know, we want them to be, uh, we just want them to do what we want them to do. 
<laughs> so we have to work with receptivity uh, rather than assuming that their compliance with us is a sign of holiness, right? We can't make that mistake. Um, and so when we have a naturally non-compliant child, we have to remember the positives in that, that that naturally non-compliant child is probably going to fight off the seduction of the world much more effectively than somebody who's maybe more willing to go along with what is. Um, you know, that's not a, a bad thing. To be a compliant person isn't necessarily a negative thing, but that person may need to build an inner strength against um, going along with whatever, you know, sort of moving along in their life. The naturally non-compliant person is probably going to question everything, including their parents, right? So something that we need to remember. So uh, when we're talking about um, relationships, we have to be very cautious and, and careful to not turn our interactions in our relationships, uh, particularly with our families, into transactions. Uh, God bless you. Have a beautiful Sunday, and we'll check in later in the week.